Hello, everybody. Welcome to Front Row Center, the Montana Public Radio Arts Interview. I'm Michael Marsalek. Joining me is Nick Spitzer. Nick is the producer and host of American Roots. He's a folklorist and professor of anthropology and American studies at Tulane University. American Roots is the weekly two-hour program on public radio stations across the country. Nearly 300 stations, nearly a million listeners as well listen to American Roots every week. Nick Spitzer, great to talk with you. Oh, it's uh, great to talk with you, too. I'm just looking forward to getting back to Montana. Well, that's why we're talking. You are coming back to Montana. (laughs) The Montana Folk Festival is in its 10th season, three years of the National Folk Festival and then the seven years of the Montana Folk Festival. And we are reprising our connection with you and with the festival in the sense that Montana Public Radio will be broadcasting 12 hours over July 7th and 8th. The festival takes place July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Butte, Montana. And as part of our live broadcast, Nick Spitzer, you'll be joining us for part of our broadcast team and coming back to Montana. You were here for a couple of years of the National Folk Festival when it was here. So we're very excited. I want to talk about the festival quite a bit. I also want to talk about American Roots. Your show is such a a wonderful exploration of uniquely American musical cultures and more than just the music, but really how it fits in American society, right? Mm. Yes, indeed. I I agree with all that's been said. Yeah, I mean, to me, America is wide and deep. It's wide in the sense that we have many different cultures. Uh, I think cultural pluralism and democracy are our greatest achievements in our history and, and important to our present as well. And it's also deep within those cultures. Maybe the thing that the world best knows about us is, is that we share so much. I mean, uh, jazz is not African music, and it's not European music. It's New World. It's American music. You could say the same thing about Cajun music, which is near where I live, as is the roots of jazz, are the roots of jazz. It's, it's not Acadian music. It's not old world French music. It's music from the Gulf South, where African populations, French populations, old-time country Anglo players have made a a new sound, American blues. So I I think that the sense of a country over the years and still becoming and carrying forward tradition but creating something new, I think that's what's vibrant about our country. All the things that we we share and that the globe loves us for, rock and roll and jazz, probably the best known, but all the things that distinguish regions and people and individual artists. So it's a pleasure to do this program, and uh, I feel great that we're heard by people in Montana, because uh, Montana's pretty amazing in and of itself, a, a discovery for anyone that visits. We're in our 20th year coming up here. I'm just happy we still have two hours around the country to reach people and to hear back from them and, and do the things we do from a, kind of a Gulf South perspective, but we try to cover a little bit of everything. I really like the fact, Nick, that you do a deep dive, whether you're doing an interview with Tom Waits and B.B. King and Ray Charles and Willie Nelson, whether it's into an instrument, you know, entire programs dedicated to the influence of the banjo and how it came from Africa and then came into African-American culture and into jazz and Dixieland and all that. I love those kinds of deep dives that you like to do. Can you talk about how you put together a program and what are the kinds of things that you look for? Well, with regard to the well-known people, I think that we've always tried to get the backstory of their cultural lives. Willie Nelson talked about the cotton field as an opera when he grew up, hearing all the voices, the singers. Also, people singing in Spanish and in Czech and African-Americans working together. I think that's incredible revelation 
that he started out as a cotton picker and a cow tender, and his first gig was with a Czech band. Most people don't think of that when they think of Willie Nelson. So we try and dive deep into individual personalities of the well-known, in a sense, put them back in a context of where they came from and and who they've become. The flip side of that is, say we interview an elder French-speaking Indian healer in, in southern Louisiana, a Homa tribesman, who carves uh, totems of turtles and dogs, and the dogs are called Lugaru, which means they're standing in for werewolves. And he talks about the history of the werewolves and his belief system in the spirit world and the mix of French and native stuff. And so he's an unknown person to, to the general listener and, and even to uh, many people in Louisiana. But when you hear what he articulates and the larger worldview that's there within his life, you're hearing something that that's very deep and and almost universal because of how profound it all seems. So so that's kind of an approach we take whether we're on a topic or we're dealing with the artist. The big topics, you know, the histories of instruments and the players, whether it's it's the saxophone or the guitar or, or a regional show. We did a show, um, Cowboys in Their Future. <laughs> and actually some of the recordings were made around, uh, around the festival in Butte uh, with Hank Railbird and others at the time. I love regions and I love cities. It sounds like old-time geography from your fourth-grade textbook, but I like to update it and, and take it deeper and hear the voices today and how people feel about where they live. And, you know, in a time when many Americans are looking to where is home, what will the life be for my family and my community in the future, I think these shows are a good way to have people speak directly about life and culture and, and hear the music that animates them and, and others around them. And so it takes a while to assemble these. You've got to go places and do the interviews, and you can't just uh, stay in your studio. You've got to get out into the world. So we try and mix the studio with the world, and I just think Americans now more than ever need to be reminded of and and celebrate and and just feel good about what great culture we have produced and continue to produce through these community-based traditions, as well as the things that we share with ourselves and the world. I'll never stop loving rock and roll. <laughs> you know, I'll never stop loving modern jazz as well as New Orleans traditional jazz. These are deep wells and things that we hope will continue to help us live well and be people that have great hope and can get along with our neighbors both within and beyond our borders. I'm talking with Nick Spitzer, the host of American Roots today, about his trip to Montana for the Montana Folk Festival and, of course, his program, American Roots. The festival and the National Council for the Traditional Arts, which helps support these offshoot festivals that have been originally part of the National Folk Festival history, continue. But they also have a mission to celebrate artists and traditions and to keep those artists and traditions alive. And it's very broad. Sometimes it's not the biggest names in music. Yeah, it's an interesting thing in New Orleans, actually. You mentioned uh, Zydeco and Irish. I've I've run into people around New Orleans who speak of themselves as internationally famous locally. (laughs) I think a lot of these folks are that because they're from around the globe or in particular places and they're beloved, but uh, their internationalism is, is part of where they live rather than global fame. But that doesn't mean the festival isn't really a wonderful thing. And I, I uh, go back to the National Folk Festival's founding in 1933 as the Depression is moving over the country. And increasingly, there's this sense of, you know, what is America? Who are the Americans? And one direction is to everybody is sort of assimilate a la Henry Ford's assembly line and 
and become uh, all good gray factory workers or other workers to produce the American economy. And, and nothing wrong with economic prosperity was desperately needed. But at the same time, turning back to the kinds of people that make up the country, in President Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt, you had people that actually invited old-time fiddlers and gospel singers to the White House. You know, within 10 years, they were over at Constitution Hall, just off the National Mall, and you were getting African-American Gandhi dancers, track liners, Zora Neale Hurston curated programs, Albert Gore Sr., uh, who had been a fiddler from Tennessee. He, too, curated the festival. And over the years, the festival, except maybe during the World War II period, has been pretty much continuous. And they developed the idea that they would move around every three years or so and, and go to new communities. And like any any institution that's dealing with performance, uh, it a lot depends on, on the energy of the leadership and the interests of the audiences. But over the years, uh, in the 80s, when I kind of got more involved, what we were seeing more and more was a feeling that culture was of enormous value to people in social, spiritual terms, but also economic terms. How could a town be revitalized if it was Bangor, Maine, or Lowell, Massachusetts? And now we talk about Greensboro, North Carolina. And I think Butte is one of the gems on the necklace, if you want to call it that, in the sense that it's a fabulous place, culturally deep and wide, all kinds of different people and cultures in the area. And seeing them all together in the old mining environment, I think is exactly what the National Folk Festival has been about, which is finding ways in public places to celebrate people from within these places and regions, but also then to bring things in. At this festival, you they're bringing in Ethiopian jazz and, and rockabilly guitar and uh, Venezuelan music and Balinese music, but not ignoring old-time country music, Native American music, and other things. So I love the National Folk Festival and what it's been doing. I think as a folklorist, it's my favorite um, performance institution in this country. It's widely known. Uh, it's internationally famous locally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick, we're, we're happy to be broadcasting American Roots continually on Montana Public Radio and just thrilled to have you joining us here in Montana once again for our live broadcast coming up as part of the Montana Folk Festival, again taking place between July 7th and 9th. Our live days will be July 7th and 8th. Again, information at our website at mtpr.org. Today I've been talking with Nick Spitzer, the producer and host of American Roots. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. I really appreciate it, and I am so looking forward to seeing the crew and everybody in Butte. It is a great moment. I'm so happy to return. 